so hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Daft Crunch podcast, New Year's Eve edition. Sean, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am uh, Sean, obviously here every week, so hopefully you know me by now, but uh, less smug than normal. So obviously... <laughs> Finally, uh, we've both I've become smug, Sean, but I'm going to be a bit quieter this week. And uh, It's finally, like, what week are we, did you say we're on, Aid? This is 13, week 13. 13, and I feel it's the first week where Aid can actually be pretty smug and happy, so we'll see how... Yeah, uh, just, I, I had about 12 weeks of, uh, you know, <laughs> just telling myself it was going to be fine, and... Uh, uh, and then I stopped believing, and then out of nowhere, the team the team started doing it. So yeah, the, the positive thing is there's been three game weeks since the last pod due to Christmas. So the way I look at it is, it could have been three weeks if you've been smug because you've had three really good weeks. Yeah. So uh, should we should we get on? This is my favourite part of the day for once. Should we get on and do, do the review? And uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so we've done three game weeks. Um, the big movers, I would say, there's two. There's Ant who was, I think was on the last podcast, but last year's champion has slowly been going down the league, but he's had a real good three weeks and he was actually top up until a couple of days ago, very briefly, only for one day, but he second and only four points behind Liam. So he's had a really good sort of game week, 14, 15, 16. Uh, the only person to do better and much better uh, with a 183 points in three weeks was yourself, Aid. Averaging 61 points a week. Yeah, I know. Flying. Yeah. I, a, lot, a lot of clean sheets in there. I've been rolling the dice on uh, a few teams, loading in all on one team. I think I had Everton one week. And yeah, uh, yeah we had a, I think I've had, I've had a few Burnley players in. I've had a few things going on. And basically, whoever playing Sheffield United normally. So, well, it's worked. Like, if I look, so game week 14, you got 59 which was the highest score, uh, lowest being 27. Game week 15, you got the highest score, 66. Lowest score being 31, and there were some shockers in there. And then game week 16, you were... 58. Top score again, 58, yeah. So And again, a lot of low scores, some in the 30s. So, yeah, I'm now like, you know, I'm still confident enough, but I'm looking forward to the redraft because you're starting to build a bit of momentum. You know, that thing like I think I described, I mean, it's funny how I'm sure everyone has this as well with their fantasy side. After a while, it feels like a party you're not invited to because you can see the WhatsApp and everyone's getting excited throughout the day at various points. And you think, literally nothing's happened for me. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> and my players even playing. In some cases, they're not. So, But it's funny how my form seems to be completely aligned to Arsenal. And recently, I've gone even. I've gone even even more in yeah, Arsenal. That's it. That's my only. That's my only hope. Moving. I'm not. I'm not sure how solid a strategy that is, though. Following our well, we're gonna we're gonna discuss. We're gonna discuss the lower half of the league and who we think is gonna bounce back. So we'll all get you get a chance to uh, give us your opinion on that. We'll we'll come around to I that. I think other mentions, obviously. So you're now third bottom. So you were bottom. Lewis has stayed bottom. But uh, but Jamie's gone down to second bottom. So he he had the lowest score over the three weeks. He had a complete stinker, to be honest. So he had 27, 31, 33. So he's getting better week by week. But 91, I think the closest to him was 100, 109, something like that, 107. So, yeah, he had a complete stinker. So Jamie's in big trouble. But other than that, everyone was pretty sort of similar-ish. So, you know, Ben, Angelo, myself are still... Um, 
there or thereabouts. Still hope I had a stinker in one of the weeks. I got 24. I had two bad weeks, really. I had 35, 24, but 51 helped. But yeah. And what, what do you pinpoint that to? Was it just certain players or strategy or? Do you know, I have to go back to think. I think it was just, I, uh, well, you know, I remember what it was now. Um, Wilson didn't start. That was a surprise. Abamyang didn't start. Giroud didn't. When, when I say start, they didn't play. Giroud yeah. didn't get any minutes. Abamyang got no minutes. Wilson got no minutes. They were all on the bench. Um, I had brought in Gabriel, and he 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 had Gabriel, and he had to self isolate, and has since got COVID. So it was just, I don't know. My big players weren't playing, and then those that were De Bruyne didn't do anything. You know, yeah, De Bruyne has been very stop start, isn't he? A bit like Man City's season, really rubbish. So yeah, that was my stinker, really. Uh, the week before, again, Giroud didn't play, Abamyang didn't play, Jesus got COVID. So I think I, I was just unlucky that my probably three of my big hitters both them weeks were not involved. Yeah, I guess you got players like Giroud and Wilson. They're going to come in and score a few goals, and then and then you won't see them for three or four weeks, yeah. and then they'll hit another bit of form. You know, so um... I, think, I think the only thing in draft, though, even you know, the three points can matter. You know, even the point yeah. when they don't play at all, like a zero is a stinger. Like you know, I think I don't expect Wilson to consistently get me good points, but when you've got players getting you, you know, three or four players getting you a zero, but this is the COVID world we live in. I think I look. Yeah, it's interesting because you think it's harder to get eleven players out there on the field now. So your striker, your striker strategy might be more, let's say, Wood-like focused than Giroud focused. Giroud will play, score a much better goal per minute. But he isn't going to get as many minutes. Whereas Wood over at Burnley, who I've ranted about the whole time, is going to play every minute of every game for Burnley at least. Yeah, he's definitely been the mention of the pod, Mr. Wood. But I think, yeah, yeah, I've seen it, Giroud. You know, I've, I've felt it. He, I nearly got rid of him, but I thought he'd play the last game. So I give him one more chance and they look better with him. And I think I'll stick with him now to the end of the draft. But he won't be, yeah. he won't be high up the picks for sure. So just to explain, obviously we're doing the re- we're doing a redraft. The only reason we're doing a redraft is because draft night is my favourite night of the year, and everyone loves draft night. And it just it throws the league. You know, the losers down the bottom, like Jamie and Lewis. I don't position myself <laughs> with them anymore, but you know, it gives them a little bit of hope of you know they can maybe get to mid table. I still think I'm going to win this league, obviously. But, um, you know, it, redraft gives everyone a new sense of hope, doesn't it? So uh, that's why we're doing it, and because it's fun. Yeah. And we're going to do it 22nd of, of January. Yeah. Assuming everything COVID doesn't cause any problems. 22nd of January, all done remotely. And we're going to redraft on a opening a new league to do the redraft in. That'll work out who's got what players. And then everyone's going to agree to behave themselves and play nicely. And if you no longer own that player, you have to transfer him to the new manager. So yeah. it should all work out pretty fine. Yeah. I think it's good. It took a bit of working out, but actually in the end, it's going to be much easier than what we expected. So I think the good thing, one of the main reasons we're doing this was last year and the runaway leader. So he'd won it by Christmas. You know, what I'm really pleased about is actually he had, you know, no, there's no runaway leader, but it has made it a bit more exciting because we're going to talk a bit about the strategies over the next few weeks, but the strategies clearly differ because of the redraft. You know, we're not, we're, we're being more aggressive. Certain players we're going to pick over the next few weeks are based on the fact we know there's a redraft coming up. 
where yeah. prior to if there wasn't a redraft, you know, you might have a player that's you know got COVID that you're going to keep because you, you're going to be back in three four weeks. Where clearly at the moment it's like like Hayes, I kept him for months of an injury. I got rid of him two weeks ago because I thought I can't wait two weeks for you to come back because the redraft is coming. It's mercenary now. It's mercenary. You, you're like a you're like a manager that desperately needs a win. You, you'll play anyone. You, you, you'll play the you know you, you'll play the star striker who's been having it away with your daughter if you have to. You don't care. Let's just get the win on the board. The only comparison to that, I've, I've got Pogba in my team, and we all know what I think of him. But he's in my team. You know, it was horrible picking him, but I was like, I'm going to take him because he's a transfer window type of player. Well, just just quickly, this could almost be a segment we have a, a, on a weekly basis. But what was your verdict with the with the Pogba performance the other night? Yeah, do you know? I thought he was all right. I thought he was one of the better players. I actually think since he's been in, we're better with him in the team at the moment. I still hate him, and I still hope we sell him. I think we will sell him in the summer. But we 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 play better when he plays. I, I just I, I was half watching that very dull Wolves game and. Half, uh, half planning my my transactions on the on the for this week. So uh, every time I seem to lift my head up, he seemed to sort of push the ball twenty yards in front of himself, and it ran out of play. Or maybe yeah, it was he, just he, was, he he had played better the games before. But I thought, you know, I don't think any of them were very good in that game. But uh, you know, he was probably one of the better ones, dare I say. But uh, but yeah, I'm not clearly. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not looking to transfer him out though. I think you know he might get a start again, again against Villa because I do think they're a bit better when he plays because at least he he tries to go forward a bit. Yeah. It does it does seem like Ollie's getting closer to his his eleven. Whether whether that involves Cavani as permanent centre forward, we have to wait and see, I guess. So uh, yeah. maybe he's at home. He'll try something different because they've been struggling at home. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about game week eighteen and nineteen. How how are you seeing this? So just give us give us. For everyone that might listen, give us an, an idea of what we're facing in game week 18, 19. So, yeah, so 18, as things stand, there's only five games. Um, and then we're we're loaded heavy into game week 19, where there's a number of teams playing twice. So a, a, a double game week, which is always, they happen, usually they happen two times a year. Um, there's going to be more of them clearly this year. But in a normal game, it's a real big thing because obviously you've got your captains. So it's a real chance to, to boost your captains, your bench boost. Interestingly, in draft, I don't know. It's a bit like we work in the world of recruitment. And in recruitment, traditionally, December is a bit quiet because you're closed for two weeks. But January is probably the busiest of the year. So, you know, we tend to look at them two months together. Um, and, and I think, there's an argument you can comfortably do that in draft as well, particularly with, you know, you put them together, it's the same amount of games. You know, we don't have the boosts that are going to take advantage of them two weeks. However, there is another strategy, which is, you know, you try and get as you go all out on 18, you know, and then you try and go get as much in a 19. Or what a lot of people will do is really go heavy on the 19. So if you've got, let's see, if you've got, Liverpool players, maybe United players, uh, I think Le- Leicester. Leicester have two home games. You know, you, you're not going to let these guys go. You might even start bringing Leicester players in, or you might have started two before. But uh, I don't know. My personal opinion is I would like, I s- sort of put them together. Uh, so I want to have as many players out as I can in 18. 
but clearly yeah. I'm not going to lose double game players for 19. But then what you'll find in our redraft, or any players that are available on the, who are playing twice are probably going to be snapped up. So some of the less desirable players are probably worth snapping up if you think they'll play you know, twice over 90 minutes. But the challenge is that we've seen over Christmas how many players play twice in four or five days? Not many. They're all rotating them. So so I don't know really, but I looked at game week, game week 18. At the moment, and this is give or take, hopefully, it was a quick count, Angelo's got four players for game week 18. Uh, Ant's only got five. Um, Liam's got 11. Amy's got nine. Uh, Age, you've got seven. I've got seven. Um, yeah. So that, that's for game week 18. So it's just... It, it's, it's an interesting one. I think everyone will have their own little strategy, but mine is kind of don't obsess on it. Try and get, I'd like to have eight, nine players out minimum for 18. And then I'll see what that means for game week 19, you know, but I'm not going to obsess on that. Like you look at Liverpool United where they've got each other one of those games, you know. So. Well, uh, you, you can you can obsess on this. I, I can guarantee the amount of transfers that I take place will be quite high in the next couple of weeks, won't they? Yeah. This this is our our league is is very engaged, I'd say, you know. Um, you know, maybe there's a few managers who are not that engaged on doing transfers, but normally it is so it is high it'll be highly competitive to get players. I, I'm I'm looking after get I'm I'm getting ahead of myself on game week eighteen. I'm prepping this week for game week eighteen. Okay. Yeah. And um and then yeah, we'll have to see about game week nineteen. But there's a, there, you know, there's interesting strategies. The other thing I was just thinking about it: if you're Lewis and you're bottom of the league, and you think you might be bottom of the league, you know, in game week eighteen. I mean, if I was bottom of the league on game week eighteen, would I drop Pulisic? Would I transfer Pulisic out? No Chelsea game, and I can pick yeah. him up if I'm first pick on game week nineteen. But it's a risky strategy if you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there is that. Though I think the lower you are down, the more risk you can take. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get one of them early pick, and there's gonna be some really good players available. I think people will lose by the time this pod comes out. Today's transactions would have happened. If people are using their head, they should all be thinking about 18. So, yeah, you know anyone. But I'm just looking now to see. Um, I mean, you've got COVID. You, you've got what? You've got five matches. Getting 11 players out isn't going to be that easy. No. Well, even this week, I'm. Uh, I, if I look at the transactions I'm looking to take, I'm taking out my Burnley players and I brought them in for game week um, 19 initially. Yep. There's got to be a fair chance Fulham Burnley doesn't go ahead. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's another factor as well, isn't it? Yeah. I'm assessing the Man City. Is Man City Brighton? Is that because Man City are the other squad, aren't they? With uh, We don't Man, know how many. Man City Chelsea, yeah. Were they? They've opened their training ground and they trained yesterday. So. They think City should be okay to go ahead, unless it get worse than than what they are now. But the Fulham one, I don't know if it being a day later. Also, I think the Premier League obviously got criticised for um, leaving it so long, so leaving yeah. it so late in the day. So I think if they're going to postpone one at the weekend, they probably need to be doing it in the next couple of days. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, if you're Fulham, you're going to want that game postponed because you're not at full strength. You're going to Burnley. Burnley have got a bit of form, haven't they? But um, not a lot of form, but more form they've had all season, really. You know, if you're if you're Fulham, it's also especially you know, you know they haven't got fixture congestion. Fulham, really. I think many clubs would like to take a pass on one of their games and play it a bit later. 
in the season if they can. This is a hard time of year to get, you know, keep the performances going. Yeah. Is is your first pick this week an Arsenal player? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I've not gone. Let me just um, remind myself where I've gone with transactions. So, um, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite week 18 focused at the moment. I might need to think about that a bit. I might have been too harsh. I've not really been too focused on 19, but we'll... There's still time after this podcast to uh, the, the, add in another couple of transfers. The thing with 19, the way I see it, is every team will play once anyway. So, you know, if, yeah. if you get your 18, you're getting the two games over the two weeks anyway. And there's some a bit of confidence, you know, boosting up the league. So I think, yeah. It's always hard to get strong midfielders and strong forwards, you know, to find your goals. Those yeah. players are largely, especially in our league being 10, 10 teams, are largely tapped up. So the question is, on the um, game week 19, how many defenders can you find that are going to play, going to play both games, hopefully, if you can get the double game week on them, and actually maybe might even squeeze out one clean sheet? Those, you know, those are the opportunities. Or then it comes up to, you know, one team's got one game, but they're playing Sheffield United. It's a very strong chance of a clean sheet versus this other team over here has got two tricky, t- tricky games but you're going to get, you know, four points guaranteed in the bank. So if you could sign that player. So, yeah, who knows? No, it'd be good, though. I'm excited by it. It'd be it'd be particularly good if, like, Angelo has four players. Well, we're neck and neck at the moment, so that'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, and then game week 19, I think the transactions game week 19 will be really interesting. I'm sure if there's anybody left at those teams playing double game weeks, I think there's going to be some interesting transfers, knowing that no one's going to pick up your players. So it's just yeah. brutal. And the thing- it's interesting what you said is how much of that is going to be rotation. But I think once again, the rotation for two two games in three or four days, or whatever it is, I can see the rotation happening far more with defenders and you know yeah. for sorry midfielders and forwards. So yeah, yeah, no, fact, although I was surprised, like that, I think that's what stung me the recent games, like you know West Ham. Made two changes to, to their defence. Leicester made two changes to the defence. West Ham. Yeah, Palace have made a lot of changes. Just and that's me. Yeah. Yeah, the squads are just so much bigger. But no, it'll be good. I'm excited. The next, the next three game weeks are going to be brilliant. Yeah, no, it should be good. I feel like you know I've rejoined the party. I've got, I've got my best clobber on. I'm uh, I've got my uh, my blue shadow after blue stratos aftershave on, and I've just walked in and. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a good party now. I'm finally invited. I'm in, in with the cool kids in the top eight. You're, you're, 60, so you're, you're waiting in the car outside. You're 68 behind Amy, but you were you were a similar score behind Jamie at one point. The thing is, the top six, there was it 28 points, 25 points between the top six. I mean, what a competitive league. I need to get to that party. That's that's my aim. Well, so we'll see. Amy had week 12, 13, 14. Amy done really, really well. So she got... Um, 63 so she was the top scorer actually game week 14 but then 15 she got 33 and last game week she had a complete stinker she got 11 yeah that's really helped you catch up a fair bit and then well, that's, a, that's a 47 point swing isn't it so yeah, that helps if she can have a couple more games a couple more game weeks like that then you never know so uh i think covid probably helped there because she yeah she yeah she, i've been lucky I, I, the COVID, the spell of COVID hasn't really hit me. I've been quite lucky. I don't have many Man City players. I don't have many. The Spurs lost the game. I've got no Spurs players. So yeah, it's been okay. I've dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, no, it's good. 
So let, let's talk about, obviously, the redraft is coming up and there's going to be a lot of planning around that. And maybe I think we probably might do, um, maybe next week we'll do a, a, a bit of a chat around getting your watch list together for, for draft night um, mid-season because I'm sure we're all going to have to build a new watch list um, and get very interesting. I'm going to, you know, get a lot more detailed than I did last time. Last time I ran out of my watch list too quickly, really. Yeah. And I, I, once again, I'm doing two redraft. Both of my leagues are redrafting in the same night. <laughs> so uh, last time I had a, I had a, a, one really detailed watch list, but only one. So once I went through the first redraft, I had nothing for the second redraft, which is actually our league. So um, I'm going to be well well prepared on that. But yeah, what I want to talk about is bounce back ability team. So let's look at the lower half of the Premiership. Yeah, <laughs> go from the bottom up, and who do we think is actually going to have a better better season? Who's going to come back and actually uh, hit the ground running? Not not players, obviously necessarily. Yeah, more thinking about teams, and obviously then you might think <laughs> about jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, you know, if Sheffield United start scoring and stop conceding, you know, we know they can churn out the clean sheets. So we'll start there. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, it's tough. I, I keep expecting Sheffield United to turn a corner. I really do. And maybe that's because of my love for the manager. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I'm losing faith quickly. But I would still expect them to tighten up, you know, whether they can start winning some games 1-0. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to be loading up on them until they start doing it. Um, but, yeah, just just been disappointing really and I think the gap you know no team has turned around the gap that they have so I just wonder how they'll motivate themselves once they are down which will happen so yeah, yeah. I'm not convinced it's, crazy. it's a crazy season for them is I mean it's a crazy season but I would be amazed if they could get back the the thing that would I mean if they were like scoring and conceding you'd yeah. think well they just solved one of those problems and they're off and running and it, who knows but yeah, it's and also you think they're so far adrift, they're not gonna they're gonna save their money for next year. You would have thought transfer window wise. Yes. See what happens with the manager. Does he want to stay? Do they want him to stay? So yeah, they're they're gone. How about Big Sam? He's had a couple of draws that were unlikely looking draws, um, but he's had an absolute thumping in a couple of games as well. Yeah, I don't know how he normally is a manager who doesn't take a lot of time to come in to sort of feel the big Sam bounce back, but it looks like West Brom might be a bigger, bigger rebuilding job. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's been a bizarre, if you look at their last four results, they drew with City, they drew with Liverpool, but then got absolutely spanked by Leeds and Villa. Now, yeah, I didn't see the Leeds result coming at all. And I, you expect big Sam just to, to tighten them up and sort it out. But I think it's a big job. I, I think they are the weakest squad in the league. You know, I, I rate Sheffield United over West Brom, really. So, mm. I, again, I just, no one's going near them for a while. You know, I I, I think I've seen, um, you know, he said about the COVID, he wants to break. You know, he wants yeah. to circuit break. Of course, he does. of course he does after a 5-0 defeat and realising his team is absolutely shite. Like, you know, he's clearly not been watching much Premiership football whilst he's been... In, in his in his defence, your your average eighteen stone sixty year old has a different perspective on COVID than a twenty one year old True. who's got a body fat of five percent. So uh, not, not worried enough to not take the job, though. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, Big Sam's 
you know, uh, yeah, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's got quite a nice villa out there. So he's got a few villas probably. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I understand his risk. But again, I just think, you know, unfortunately, these lower clubs, you know, the, the clubs that are in the bottom three, Fulham have done a lot better. Fulham have tightened things up. I was interested to see how they got on against Spurs. But, you know, you, you're just not going to back them too much at the moment. I don't think any of them. Yeah. And Brighton, I mean, Mopay, I mean, you're looking at Brighton, if Mopay solves his issues with the manager, Welbeck's sort of doing okay. There's a couple of players there. They might, if they, they're not scoring a lot, but they're not conceding a lot. They're, they're, they don't keep many clean sheets. They're just not scoring a lot of one-ones. Yeah, I like, I think Brighton are that sort of team that you can bring players in for certain games, you know. Yeah. But you look at their recent results, so two each away to West Ham, one each at Sheffield United, nil-nil. They're just drawing too many games, really, and struggling to get a win. But I do feel they're a team that's capable of probably going on a little run if they have yeah. fixtures. I don't know what the fixtures are, but it feels like their form is clearly put. You know, they, they haven't won in the last... They certainly haven't won in the last six games. So, again, they've got relegation form. But the fact, like Fulham, the fact they're not getting beat, you know, they, they've, they've drawn three out of the last five. Fulham have drawn four out of the last five. It's something to build on. Yeah, you'd imagine that's a happier camp yeah. than West Brom. And, and I think if, if I look at Burnley just above them, I would say it's that bottom five for me. I mean, you know, there's other teams that could go into the relegation, but the, the teams above them who are Palace, Newcastle, Arsenal, Wolves, Leeds, West Ham, they all look too strong. You know, um, Burnley, Brighton, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield United, I think are in a little league of their own uh, uh, in regard to just being a bit weaker as a squad. I'm putting Burnley, because Burnley have only lost one in five. And they've won three. Palace are in awful form. Now again, they're drawing a lot, but I'm I'm predicting that Burnley take over Palace and Palace get drawn into that. I know they've got Sahar, they've got some really good players, but yeah, even Sahar, he's starting to play like a worldie. He's another transfer window player. He's a bit like Benteke used to be at Villa. Uh, you know, transfer windows coming up, better start putting a shift in. But once we get to the end of the I think that's a bit harsh on Zaha. He started the season anyway. He'll be, sorry, that's my dog going crazy. He didn't like that either. I'm not having Zaha. I'm not having him. They might even sell him still. They might even sell him in January. So Wow. That, I've not read that. That would be a shock. I'm but pretty... yeah, okay. Palace's form goes. I just think they're, they're a side that can get wins on a bounce. But yeah, okay. Palace, I mean, Newcastle's form struggled a bit. But let's talk about Burnley because they're interesting. They've literally just announced today that they're uh, that finally this acquisition has happened with uh, this American. Uh, I don't know what they're whether they're private equity or. But anyways, but uh, the the new the new chairman is uh, ex ex MD of uh, Lehman Brothers. So you know, proper Wall Street type New York Stock Exchange. Apparently, he's going to live in the Burnley area, wow. and. Uh, they're going to revolutionise. This is ALK Capital. We're going to revolutionise Burnley. So just reading through from the BBC news article, their their financial body has actually invested in a bunch of other teams in Salt Lake City and other things. But they've also invested in two um, football analytics firms. So expect Sean Dyche to be getting quite a lot of stats come his way. And one thing I didn't realise is Burnley only have... I think it's only one or two players that are not from the British Isles, so Britain or Ireland. So, you know, they, and it's because they have no European scouting network. So I think what they've done, they've looked at Burnley as some sort of money ball opportunity that they're doing pretty well 
and actually not taking up these competitive advantages of actually having a more of a, a European approach to it or even a global approach to sort of player acquisition. Now, all that sounds fine, but I'm going to say one thing. It's Burnley. <laughs> there's, a re- there's a reason that, you know, they're not full of uh, South, South Americans. And uh, I've only yeah. been to Burnley once, but it was an interesting experience, yeah. It's a funny... I can't imagine the chairmen's the new owners have visited and stayed overnight in one of the local hotels because I don't think there'll be one to their standard. But what- well they're, they're staying in the, they're they're living in the local mm. in the local area. I take that as Manchester. I was say Manchester, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, are what, they gonna Cheshire or Chester or something? Are they gonna put some money do you think they're gonna spend in the in the January yeah. window then? Yeah apparently that's you know, apparently that's, and also I'd say that the takeover has been going on long enough, probably six months, isn't it? So it's been going on long enough that um, maybe that's why Daesh has decided to stay. Maybe he hasn't had a better offer, which he's always undervalued in my view. But um, you'd imagine, I mean, it did look ridiculous at points last year, end of last season where they wouldn't sign. He had very few players signed up and the team were doing well. Like, why would you not just give these players, get them signed up? They've got the lowest wage bill in the league, I believe. So they haven't really supported him, but I'm surprised he hasn't walked. But maybe he knew that this was coming, so maybe that's why he stayed. What a job he's done. If you look since November, Burnley as well. So they were 0-0 away to Brighton. They beat Palace 1-0. Fair enough, they got hammered by City. They drew They drew to Everton. They beat Arsenal, drew with Villa, beat Wolves, got beat by Leeds. But that was a fast. the fact that that goal never went in for Wood. And they've beat Sheffield United. Like, they're form. Is that it shows how bad of a start they had for where they are in the league because their form is really good. And if they could just, you know, throw a bit of put a bit of money in, I'm a big believer in Dash. I think he's great. So yeah. If he can, and that's crazy. I've always, I just assumed it was the way they liked it. Like, I've always wondered that it's full of, you know, predominantly is English, Irish, um, I guess, yeah, the Scottish. But yeah, it, bizarre that you'd think a Premiership club doesn't have like a large. You know, European network of scouting, but uh, but good luck to them. And I look at the games coming up as well. They've got Fulham, they've got West Ham, they've got Villa at home, Liverpool in between. But they'll fancy some wins. So I don't think I think Burnley aren't going to be in there. And you can see by the fact we're all jumping on Burnley defenders again because we know yeah. they're keeping it tight. They're doing well. So yeah, and, and their defenders score from set pieces as well. So there's a, they've got reasonable goal threat. Yeah. Yeah, you know, last thing I say on Dyche is that you know it does get it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, his job has always been get Burnley either into the Premiership, job done, keep them in the Premiership. It's never been here's a lot of money, play a more expansive game. He does very well with what he's got. You you, you can't when when um, Big Sam gets the England job, I didn't really have it long enough to judge. I would imagine um, then you can judge, you know, whether Big Sam can, you know that type of manager can actually change his playing style when you give him a bunch of really good players. Until that time, I don't think you can really judge. Maybe if Dyche signs a few players, we'll be able to see, does he change? Because I think that would be quite difficult. Burnley are very good because the whole approach. Yeah, true. And actually, there's not, I think there's a benefit. There's a real benefit in being like one or two only sides. I suppose it's Burnley... Sheffield United a bit, maybe West Brom that play that very direct football. And I think maybe Palace do a bit of it. But I think there's a real benefit in that. Whereas when the league was 50% that, the teams are very used to it and very, you know, built built around it. So I would love them to 
I'd love them to do a bit what um, Bolton did under Big Sam. So maybe stick largely to the way of playing, but maybe just add one or two crazy stars. Even, you know, like when Bolton had JJ Okocha, Campo, Joel Kev, like you just wonder if Burnley could stick to their principles, stick to their fairly tight squad, because that's all important, but throw in a couple of like fans that are going to, sorry, a couple of players that are going to really get the fans to the ground. Yeah, well, who knows when we'll get to the ground, but I know what your point is. Yeah. I think... I think you've got to do two things. You've got to, firstly, you've got to reward the players that have been there with reasonable contracts. Yeah. Um, because you know they are once again getting the job done. Um, and then then I think you can you can look to you know it, put a little bit of investment in. And the, the obvious thing for me would be either be to maybe a centre forward who gets you some goals, but possibly also really wide players because you can stick to what Burnley do. But I mean they do get the ball wide and put crosses in. So. You know, here's a not. If you had James Rodriguez there delivering his sort of quality balls into the area, then you know, you could imagine. I mean, I saw uh, Hudson Ajoy from Chelsea hit a couple of balls into the Arsenal box the other night when we smashed them. It was a great game, by the way. But uh, you know, you sort of see the quality of his crossing, and you sort of realise that yeah, Burnley Burnley could do a bit of that. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting. It'll be, the window will be interesting itself, but. It always. What what's your take on the window? Just quickly, then before we wrap up, do you, do you think it will be a very busy window? Because nice. I don't think we have to panic. Because the the bottom seems like the bottom a little bit. You know, it's not like it was where there was nine teams involved in relegation. It doesn't feel like that to me. Yeah, I can't see much happening really. I don't. I think January is always there's not a huge amount. But you just look at this. Like Wolves are going to sign a striker. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Whether it's Costa or I think City will have to do something. You know, City can't carry, you know, they've tried to sort of struggle along without Aguero. Jesus hasn't done, you know, I think he's scored four goals and he's been injured a bit. So I could see City trying to, you could see a lot of short-term loans, you know, short-term contracts. United to sniffing around the right back. So maybe they might make their move in January. But yeah, I don't think too much. I think everyone's being cautious. They're not bringing in the money, are they? So... Well, that, that's the shame for the um, it's the shame for the uh, for the draft, isn't it? Because we love a redraft, and then you've got a lot of January. The busier the January transfer, and the more exciting it is. So, uh, particularly if you're up the league, because if you're if you're the top of the league or second, you're getting the seventh or the, the ninth for the tenth pick. So, uh, the ninth for the tenth pick each week is really not up to much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think if you look at the bottom half, I guess the team that you know we've all been laughing at on most of these podcasts, but Arsenal have had a couple of good results now. And the- We do need to discuss Arsenal. Yeah, we do. We, we do. I got some really good fixtures as well. Like if you look, I just remember checking what they got January, you know, West Brom, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle's in the cup. So Palace, then Newcastle, Southampton, then they've got United, obviously United have sorted them out, but, uh, but they'll have a few games where they can pick up. They need to go on a bit of a run now. Yeah, I mean, for us, it was get, getting the getting out of this absolute terrible run where there's no confidence at all. I still think our confidence will be a bit fragile, and I, I still think there's there's still quite a lot wrong with the squad. Yeah, um, yeah, and we are papering over the cracks slightly. We it's almost like we've got eleven players, but they all need like party and that. We we need them all. Yeah, um, but you know, I think the key part of our, you know, I, I think. Will Saka continue playing at the same level? Young players 
can go in and out of form a little bit a lot easier. Um, that'll be interesting. Will Bamiang start scoring second half of the season? It'll be interesting to see when he's picked because... He'll go first round. He'll go first round. I don't know if he'll go top six. I doubt he'll go top six. I've got 10 players I've picked before him. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, you've been working on your watch list already. I, I, I haven't... I, I would imagine I could find 10 players quite easily. I'm actually, yeah, I don't know so where... Who knows? I mean, if he scored a hat-trick at the weekend, even if he's playing, you know... I think we've got some, like I say, fairly easy fixtures. If he scores a hat-trick against a, you know, a dog-shit defence... Are you going to change your mind? Is is Abamyang back? Because I think he probably that's all he needs is one hat trick. Yeah. I mean, only a hat trick, but you know it would help. Wouldn't it? Round he looks a shadow of the player at the moment. There's the bit where he's not getting enough service, and you sort of see that, and maybe that's what started this whole thing. But he had a couple of opportunities against Brighton where there was you know just one man to make sort of a yard of space or something, and it just doesn't look like the. Yeah, he just look, he looks like yeah he looks like Ben Teke. <laughs> Hey, Benteke looks all right now. Steady on. You, you'll get top 10, though. Well, Benteke. <laughs> yeah. you, you'll, you'll be top 10, won't you? You'll move up a little bit as the league goes on. Oh, oh Arsenal. I thought you meant, I thought you meant uh, yeah. Damian going top 10. Uh, yeah, I think Arsenal get top 10. I don't think we'll... For example, if you said, will we get top 7? I think no. And I yeah, don't right. think we'll get you know, top 8. I think as much as we get a little bit of form and you start looking ahead and going, well, look, you know, Chelsea have played the same amount of games. They're only six points higher than us, which actually tells you that Chelsea have had a done you know flattered to deceive I think a little bit but um but yeah I think I mean if you look at Chelsea's squad versus Arsenal that match the other night yeah I mean I stayed off the WhatsApp group beforehand because I did not feel confident <laughs> but player for player I was like oh for fuck's sake this does not look good so it looks like our, our players are put together with some sort of supermarket sweep sort of yeah but who knows? Chelsea didn't turn up at all for that match. So who knows? Will, will they turn up for the second half of the season? Yeah, pressure's on now. Pressure's on. Yeah, I, I, I would. I've got. There's a lot of me that would enjoy watching Sky Sports News go live to watch Frank driving out the car park with tears in his eyes. I don't, well, their form. We'd all enjoy that, Sean. Yeah, I would, lo- I would love it. Yeah, their form is absolutely dreadful. So Uncle, Uncle Harry giving him a beep as he drives in the other, <laughs> other way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hanging out the window. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, the league will be interesting. I do think those that are in sort of the top eight, I fancy them to stay top eight largely. Um, I don't see them being, like, Villa. Villa. different positions. But I fancy, I really like Villa. I think Villa suit the whole no crowd and the counter-attack. So I think I think Villa, I don't think Villa will finish fifth, but I think Villa will be in the top eight, yeah. I don't see, you know, Southampton are doing well. I was, yeah, that was the one, yeah. Southampton for me, yeah. West Ham are in the right position. I don't see Wolves getting top eight this year. Not with- See, West Ham, with, with Antonio at West Ham, I kind of figure West Ham would be top six, you know, at the moment. They're mm-hmm. what, they're 10th at the moment. They're doing well with him, yeah. Top six, by the way, is only three points more. So, But they look a totally different side of him. So, so when he comes hard, back... It? Yeah. It's so hard. You just think, like, you know, City are... Like, they've got games in hand, but... What was what was the stat they said the other night? They said something about no one's got gone, no one's ma- managed to put more than three games on the trot together, <laughs> three wins on the trot in the whole league. Yeah. You got to love, you got to love it. That's just you know, you, you, nobody knows who's turning up. It looks like Liverpool are getting their act together now, but who knows? Do you want to know, know my, the great league? Do you want to know one of the favourite stats I've seen in the last couple of days? I think I've seen it yesterday in the football match. Go on then. Uh, they were talking about teams. With the least touches in their own in the attacking box, so 
Who was who was? Oh, Newcastle must have been number one because it was the Newcastle game. We must have been pretty high up there. West Brom were number two. Number three, Spurs. I suppose they are pretty yeah. clinical. They score, and, and yeah. I have not watched a Spurs game recently, but they seem to. Rumor has it they, they sort of score early because oh. they're quite efficient, and um, and then they tried to defend for seventy minutes. Absolutely, will take if that was getting them all the way to the you know to the Premier League champions. Yeah. They'd happily take that. Of course, it would. It's what is it? It's sixty uh, odd years since they've won the league. It's not going to happen. No, not this year. Not a chance. I've watched. Unless they change their strategy quickly, like like it's fine when they were riding on the top, but it doesn't. It just doesn't work. Like I watched that Wolves game, and it was just ridiculous. Like one 0 and just sat back. And they, you know, they were they deserved to lose it really. But I'm so glad it was a draw. So yeah. Well, so, should we finish off with a pick or prick? Yeah. So let's let, let you start us off. You got a pick of the week or pick of the three game weeks? Yeah, well, well, it's, I'm more focused on the last week, to be honest. I'm calling that. But uh, obviously, Rashford, terrible yeah. game, but he yeah. scored, and obviously yeah. he got his. Uh, I don't. I saw he's on the honours list. I don't know if he got an MBE, OBE, whatever. But yeah. fair play to him. Yeah. yeah, what a great way to finish the season. And a, a player that you you've signed, but you struggled to pronounce his name right, Giroud. You don't have yeah. to pronounce. You don't have to pronounce the D, Sean. But yeah. um, to defend him, he's, he's he hasn't played in a few weeks, you know, yeah. and he. Comes up and picked him and he, he plays and he scores. That's it. He literally plays and he scores. He must be sort of scratching his head for wondering why he's not getting picked. I'm surprised he's, you know, not being in the press because he's been on such a run. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And no, if, he now, if he was available now, you look at the top top sides, who, who would take Giroud? I mean, who would desperately want to? Yeah. I mean, Wolves would take him in a shot because he would be. Yeah, he'd have played Arthur, a lot of games. Arsenal would take him. Who am I kidding? Arsenal would personally. Yeah. I'd drive over there and get him myself. Yeah, City. So, he'd uh, have played a lot of games for City this year. God, he would. Yeah, yeah. He's so a great. He's a, he's a great player. He just puts. His, he keeps his head down. I watched. Was it the game? Was it against Arsenal or maybe the game after where they didn't bring him on and it was just unbelievable. That was Arsenal game, and he was just yeah, unbelievable. But I, I, I can understand if you know Werner's playing, but when Tammy Abraham's getting picked ahead of you. And he got dropped after scoring, you know, scoring again. He scores every game. I'm not, you know, I know it's always much easier to be a manager from sat on your sofa, isn't it? I'm sure, you know, but that was blatantly obvious. I mean, the one pressure that Chelsea were putting on us was we we were this we had this low press and we were letting people crop balls into our box. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't know why, because we didn't look that secure. Um, and it was just made for Giroud. It really was. So... I don't know why why he didn't get get on, but I was pleased. You know, it was a good win. That really made my Christmas almost that victory. I've got three pick of the weeks then. So okay. I've gone for I've done it over the three weeks to be honest, the three games. Okay. So uh, Bruno Fernandez, uh, yeah, right. thirty five points, scored three, set up three. His, okay, that's slightly better than a right. I said he's done a right. <laughs> he's actually done it. His stats are completely insane it's just i think number, number number one player on on the redraft i would suggest i would say so yeah i would say so his his you're stats not, you're, not, you're not picking de bruyne over him are you really that would be a bit of a gamble yeah i just his stats i, I think it's like 30 games and now it might be the 30 28 games and 30 goals and assists or something stupid like that so he gets to mention i've got to mention 
Chris Wood finally scored after a year. And uh, it should have been two. He was completely robbed against Leeds of that goal. How the free kick was given against against Burnley. And then, annoyingly, no VAR check, because that was a perfect goal. So Chris Wood should be on two goals. Uh, but the pick of the week I'm going for, again, over the three weeks, is El Ghazi at Villa. So... Uh, Some goals as well. Then uh, Lewis picked him up two game weeks ago. Uh, there was a few of us after him, to be fair. What was interesting, Aid, you don't know this, but there was a chat in a WhatsApp group between me, you, Liam and Lewis. And Liam said, Al Ghazi's definitely going to be the first pick. And Lewis said, delete that message. <laughs> no, I think delete. I did see that. I think I did see that, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was del- they were trying to delete it before you've seen it. Because I think you had first pick, I'm not sure. Maybe you did. Yeah. I've first pick most of the season, mate, yeah. He's got, I've, not, I've not done a lot with my, my first pick for most of the season, to be honest. 32 points he's had in the last three game weeks. I was feeling good about my side until I uh, managed to have that complete clangor that I dropped in the last three. It could have been mine. Here's the prize you could have won. Yeah, <laughs> that was a clangor. If Lewis hadn't have had him, it would be a different story. So, yeah, so that was the picks. But uh, what about, I've got three picks, pricks as well, but do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it, yeah. So, the obvious one is quite a boring one, but I am going to just give a bit of a prick of the week mention to COVID because it is messing about with things. Albeit, I do find it quite exciting that you just don't know enough players. I'm just talking about from a sort of fantasy draft. Only on fantasy draft. Only on fantasy draft. Not in general life. (laughs) But but yeah, I will not be happy if the football stops because it sort of keeps me sane. Uh, But it's two managers that I'm giving prick of the week to. Um, I reckon I might have one of them. Let's see. Well, I tell you what, I'm giving one to Big Steve. Yeah, I've already covered it off, but it did annoy me when he said about uh, the two-week circuit breaker, which I do agree with Gary Neville that two weeks won't be long enough in football because they have to keep training and stuff. But, um, you know, he didn't say that two weeks ago when he signed his multi-million pound contract. So he's not worried enough to, to take it easy, not be going to all these games. Yeah, and he, like you said, he doesn't need the money, does he? Yeah. And yeah. So I just felt that was a little bit clearly they've got beat five nil. He'd like two weeks on the training pitch with them. Um, <laughs> he might be a couple of months on the training pitch. <laughs> but pick it a week for me. I know you've given it to him a number, you've given it to him at least once, if not twice, I'm sure. But Frank Lampard. <laughs> uh, just, it's, it's brilliant. All the jit that Oli Sosha has had all season, it's good to see Lampard. Finally, getting it. They spent two hundred million, beat by Arsenal, beat by Wolves, who are not in form, beat by Everton. It's great to see. So yeah, it's good. Arsenal played well that night, but we we were, you know, if you could have got the first goal against us, that could have been a very different game. So that, so yeah, they've really missed an opportunity to go and give us give us a hammering. Well, not give us a hammering, but you know, give us a good going over. I didn't ever feel we were that secure in the game. We were creating chances, which was nice for a change. But as soon as they applied some pressure, you could sort of see that we're not that confident. Yeah. Now, so, um, they've missed the edge as well, but I think now the pressure's on. I'm hoping the City game goes. Yeah, but you can't, I'm missing Ziyech. I know I know Frank's not making that mistake. They've got hardly any injuries compared to oh, anyone else. No, yeah. And he's got... He's, he's probably got the best squad. Has he got the best squad in the league? I'd suggest he has. Maybe United squad is a bit imbalanced, and you could argue there's a lot of quality in United squad as well. Chelsea. So maybe Frank, 
more about balance, but he's got he's got everything he wants, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he has. I think business in the summer, no one did better than him. Because no. they didn't spend any money as much. So that's so, it. And I think I hope the city game goes ahead because I expect City to uh, to sort them out as well. Good. I hope they do. Yeah. So and I was getting a bit nervous there. Like I was supporting anyone. I was supporting Chelsea there for a while on my anyone but Spurs to win the Premier League. But now they've dropped off against Spurs. I can just go back to you know hating Chelsea again and everyone else. So uh, that's fine. So uh, at the moment, I'm thinking, yeah, let, let Liverpool win it again. It doesn't bother me. I'd imagine you've got a different view. I definitely do. But, uh, you know, and I think we're going to, you know what? I think we're going to take it. Well, let's see. We've got Liverpool in two games. So if we can sort our home format a little bit, I think we could I think we could take it a bit longer anyway. They're not going to have it won as early as they did last year. I'm a little bit neutral about this. So I'm thinking just let's have a good, let's make it make it an interesting season. We need, we we don't want, the season over, like you say, by March, because you know maybe 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 we'll still all be locked in our houses still in March. Who knows? So we need to, we need some entertainment. So uh, yeah, we don't need a, two two months of dead rubbers. That's it. And what about yourself? You got a prick of the week? Oh, it was Big Sam. That's all I had. Big I just Sam. thought Big Sam. I missed out Frank, but yeah, Big Sam. Yeah. I just felt. I just felt. Also, he's loved getting back in there, and like, uh, I think he just expects to do well. You yeah. know. He comes back in. He starts giving jip to Arsenal. The, I mean, the press know. The journos know to ask him about Arsenal. Are Arsenal in a relegation battle, Sam? Yes, of course they are. They're just like us. La la la. And Arsenal fans are up in arms. And they're going. You know what? At, at the time, I'm thinking we we need to be very. Aware. I wouldn't say it was in a relegation battle. We were, we were very self-aware of that relegation zone, though. So, uh, so yeah, it was quite nice. And I, we've got them up. So I'm hope. I mean. West Brom shouldn't be the game that I'm really looking forward to, but I would love to really spanks Big Sam side. But who knows? If this is a crazy league. Anything could happen. Yeah, no, I agree. It's good. It's been good fun. It's good to catch up. We've had three game weeks off, but now we're going to get back into the normal routine. So we'll be back next week. We'll have a guest. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be. It'll be all about game week eighteen and uh, doing the week that's just gone. Bye bye 2020. Hello 2021. There may even be some transfers next week. I think there will be. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Great to catch up with you, Sean. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers, bye.